me, 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 me. We have a little bit of society that's all focused on me, on my social media profile, me, 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 selfishness everywhere. What's so wrong about this? Find out on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Hey guys, welcome to Inverse. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining my friends and I. We've been having a great study this entire quarter on the topic of, of stewardship. And we've talked about defining stewardship. We talked about money and systems. We talked about life and all this. There's a lot to deal with in, in, in stewardship. We're going to have a word of prayer. And uh, we want to ask the Lord, Jared, uh, for his blessing as we talk about spiritual things and uh, get into the topic of selfishness and gratitude and money and, and all the good stuff. All right, let's pray. Lord God, we're grateful for this time to study, and we pray for the Spirit of Jesus to guide us. In your name, amen. 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 Siku, can you read Matthew chapter 6 for us? We'll start with the words of Jesus, starting at verse 19. Okay. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Okay. Hey, Sebastian, can you help us out? For those of uh, people who might be joining us for the first time, mm -hmm. can you kind of give, us a, a, give a glimpse on what we've talked about and then bring it into our context today? All right. Tall order. But um, <laughs> so, I mean, essentially we've been dealing with the, the general idea of stewardship, right? That God has created all things and he's entrusted various things to us. Mm -hmm. We've talked about the qualities of a steward, right? What makes you a good steward? What is a steward? And then even expanding that specifically into tithe, the 10% return to God mm -hmm. of what he's blessed us with yep. in our increase yep. and where that goes and how that impacts, you know, his work. Yeah, very cool. When you come here to Matthew chapter 6, mm -hmm. it naturally takes that discussion and takes it straight to the heart, literally, yeah. right? Because Jesus here is essentially saying everybody is saving for something right? Mm -hmm. He uses the phrase lay up for yourself, right? So you're saving for yourself. And notice that Jesus is not against people saving up for themselves, but he lets them know that based upon where you are saving up for yourself mm -hmm. on earth or in heaven is actually an indication of where your heart is. Mm -hmm. Man, that's awesome. I, I love that point. You, you bring it. We're, we're all saving for something. Mm -hmm. What are some things that you guys have maybe saved for or some personal experience you had about uh, I know for me, I've always saved up for my phone, you know. <laughs> Smartphones are now, you know, half of your, your annual your income. But you, your Samsung. Yeah, it's How twice as saving? expensive as an Apple. How you are know? you saving up for a Samsung? You know, apples are full of worms in them. Um, how would you, any stories that you guys have where you're saving up that, that indicate what, uh, what you... I think, I, just thinking about the, the, the connection between what you're saving up for and wh what you value. Mm. Um, remember when I was in college, I'm from Zimbabwe, and I was international student here in America and um, not a lot of income, mm. you know, and my first summer that after my first year of school, I just really wanted to go home. Um, and so I got a summer job on campus and I used, I got an advance check for the entire summer and I used the entire check to buy my plane ticket to go back mm. home to visit my family at mm. the end of the summer. Mm -hmm. And for the rest of that summer, I had zero dollars in my account, but <laughs> you know, I ate ramen noodles um, and, and prayed, and God actually sent me a check, by the way, like legit. Like the school sent me a check 
for a couple of hundred dollars. And I went, to the, I went to the school and I was like, I don't know what this check is for. And they were like, we don't know what it's for either. And they're like, is it in your name? I was like, yeah. They're like, then it's yours. And God provided for me in so many ways. But the point of the story was that... I want ramen noodles. Where's, <laughs> the, cam where's the camera here? <laughs> Siku, you're the winner. <laughs> well, the point was that because I, I valued so much time with my family, mm. like I'm willing to spend every single penny that I have in order to spend time with my family. Mm -hmm. And that the, what, I'm, what I'm investing my money in, what I'm, where, where I'm placing my money, shows what what things i value in my life mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah awesome you know what's um sebastian? it just reminded me of a story um if i may that you know i was a kid my mom used to say sebastian you can't save money to save your life right she's like you get money you just spend it. it's burning a hole in your pocket right and i took this as a challenge right i was 13 and I told my mom, like, Ma, you know, I want to get a Super Nintendo. She's like, okay, well. Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo, right? This is obviously dated. Okay. You on Super a Mario Brothers. There. Yes, it has. <laughs> and, you know, the funny thing was, I was pulling this lady's weeds, right, every day in the summer, right? So I was, like, pulling this her lady, weeds. Your mom? No, no, this oh, no, is no, another, uh, okay, another lady. lady. Okay, right? okay, okay. I'm, I'm tracking. I'm tracking. So she, she had, you know, this really terrible yard and was pulling her weeds, and I was babysitting in the evenings as well, okay. right? 13. Same lady as the kids? Different lady, yeah. different lady. <laughs> Unimportant details that I'm fixated on. Yes, continue. <laughs> so I'm saving up all this money, and my mom's thinking I'm just spending it right, and then it comes time, right? And she says, okay, you know, it's, it's, I think it was approaching Christmas time or something. So we went to the store. Back then, Kmart was the place. There was no Walmart. And Kmart, dating you once again. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> and um, we got to the store. And so when we got to the register, my mom was going to pay for this, the Super Nintendo system. And then I had, like, all these games and, like, extra controllers, right? And she's like, well, where do you have money for that? And I'm like, well, I actually saved up twice as much, right? So I had enough to buy the system, buy the games, and extra controllers. But since mm. she bought the system, I had enough to buy even extra stuff, mm -hmm. right? And my mom was shaking her head the whole time in the line. She's like, I cannot believe it. Right. I cannot believe it. Like you love candy. You're going to go out with your friends and, you know, buy different things or pay yeah. for different. But it shows you right. What Jesus is talking about is that because my heart was dead set on getting that Super Nintendo, mm -hmm. it was like I was willing to put candy aside. Right. I was willing to oh, put laser line out. focus to cut that stuff out. You're just going for the, for the, for the it, prize there. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's really the. The, the, the very heart of like, man, I'm so excited about what I'm about to receive in the future mm. that these things pretty much become worthless to me mm -hmm. at that time mm -hmm. because I have that place. And that's where my heart is. It's like, well, my heart's not in the candy. My heart's in the Super awesome. Nintendo. Awesome. Jared? Yeah, I was just thinking here what, what Jesus is saying about um, not laying up treasures on earth. Mm. Um, it goes against a lot of earthly philosophy of investments and saving. And I'm not saying we shouldn't save for the future. Sure. I'm not saying we shouldn't be smart about planning. Mm -hmm. But laying up your treasure in heaven that's incorruptible, mm. where you don't know what's going to happen in the stock market. You don't know your, you know, your house is going to burn down. True. I mean, you could lose everything. And we're seeing stories today in the news mm. of people like literally losing everything in an instant sure. and it's gone. Sure. So Jesus says... Invest your capital with me. Mm -hmm. Give to me, entrust it to me, lay up your treasure in heaven, prioritize spiritual things. So the natural result of that is, well, if I'm laying up my treasures in heaven, what am I going to do? I don't live in heaven. I live on earth. Mm -hmm. And Jesus breaks down for us starting in verse 25. And if, and if we look from verse 25 to verse 34, this is the last little section of mm -hmm. Matthew chapter mm -hmm. 6. Five times Jesus says, don't worry about what you're going to wear. Mm -hmm. Don't worry, don't worry, don't, don't worry. 
don't worry. <laughs> and at the end, you know, he says, therefore, he, he, he's making, yeah. or, or I think in another translation, he says, don't be anxious about mm-hmm. all of these things. And anxiety mm-hmm. is, is a huge um, social problem that we, that we have, you know, in society today. So he, he gives us reassurance, and then he tells us, as we've already talked about, put me to the test. I can, t- I can take care of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, just to conclude on, on, on that, that, that passage there, uh, it says there in verse, 30, oh, verse 32, for after all these things the Gentiles seek, the unconverted mm-hmm. people out there. And I love that next, next part. For your fa- heavenly Father knows that you have need of all these Super Nintendos mm-hmm. and all these you know, plane tickets. <laughs> well, I don't know about the, the Super Lord, Nintendo. The, the Lord knows. This is not an Lord endorsement knows. of gaming. I just want to be very clear. <laughs> well, I'm being facetious, but all these th- human needs that you were talking about here on earth, the Lord knows, but our investment pri- primary has to be on heavenly things and peripherally has to be on, on, on earthly things. I'm going to go back to verse 19 and 20, 21. Jesus mentions three things there. Can you guys make that a little bit real for us? He talks about uh, moth, rust, and thieves. What do these three things, um, why does he mention these three things? Well, I, I, I think culturally he's dealing with, you know, moth, you know, I don't, I don't know, back in my day you used to have moth balls in your closet mm. because they will mess up your clothes and mm. Et cetera, et cetera, right? And, mm-hmm. and you have rust. <laughs> Justin, we are the same age. <laughs> so, rust is like natural decay. Right. It's, and so you have this external forces, right, that could cause you to lose this thing that you're treasuring. Mm-hmm. And then the rust is this internal thing. Mm-hmm. In and of itself, it ain't going to last, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, you could say... Man, it's I love ox- that. So, so moth is external things coming into it, and then rust is in it itself will decay. But that's 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 profound. That's okay. right. And then thieves. And I see thieves as the fact that you know, as you're storing up this treasure, it's not safe, mm. right? So you have the moth is kind of this innocuous thing that slowly erodes what you have, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the rust is kind of something that just comes upon you. But the thief is like, I know you have it. I see that you have it. I know you value this thing. And in fact, I value yeah, I it. it and you have no way to prevent me from breaking in and stealing this mm-hmm. thing. Because mm-hmm. you can't be around it all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's like where you're laying it up, right? There is no safe on earth, no in essence, right? To so keep let's your make treasure. This real. What are some of these heavenly things we, we should be investing in? How do we do that? We can't put actually a direct deposit into heaven. What? How do we? <laughs> is it just tithe that that Jesus is talking about? What is this kingdom of God that we should be focusing on? We've been sure. talking about tithe, and I think that's relevant because what you're doing is you're investing in other people's opportunity to hear the gospel, as mm. as I have heard it. It comes about in different mm. ways, mm-hmm. but but that. That money is dispersed and goes everywhere, places I've given money. I have no idea where it's gone. I trust that God's going to use it to, to his benefit. But also mm-hmm. time investing in, in people and relationships mm-hmm. and um, good deeds of righteousness towards other people first. maybe in, in need of help. Yeah. Like I, I think about um, it's talking about where your treasure is, there your heart is also. It's about where your, your heart is. And ultimately, you want your heart to be in heaven because that's where God is. And so I think about where is God's heart, right? So mm-hmm. I want my heart to be in heaven where God is. Mm-hmm. Where's God's heart? What does God care about? Mm-hmm. So I want to be investing. If I want to be close to God, I want to invest in those things that God cares about. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, God cares about the salvation of people. So tithe is important. Mm-hmm. Our time is important, giving our time to people. But it's really how do I... Sh- how do I come closer to the God who I want to be close to is I need to spend time in the things that he's spending time in. And he's spending time in the salvation of people. There's a mimicry of God going on here. Right, right. I would, would, you know, even um, 
bring a different perspective when I think about this is like going through the airport, right? There's certain things you can't bring on the plane, right? So let's say I'm going to another country, you know, you have to get visa, there's certain materials, chemicals you can't bring. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter how much you value them, right? And I see, you know, the gates of heaven being like that security check thing, right? It's like, beep, beep, no, you can't bring this, right, into heaven. <laughs> so it's like, you're not going to bring your stocks. TSA, uh, Absolutely. Okay. Gabriel is the head of the TSA oh, of heaven. Oh, okay. Right? okay. In the verse, brother. In the verse. You're going to have to check that, and you're not going to get it back. And, and, and well, hold on, Sebastian. Before you finish that comment, <laughs> we're going to talk about TSA and angels and all the apostasy that Sebastian has to bring to the table after the break. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Hey, welcome back. We're going to hear about uh, Sebastian's experience at the TSA. Absolutely. Yeah. So when you, when you think about the fact that when you're going to heaven, right, you're not bringing your portfolio into heaven, right? You're not bringing your new, you know, plush couch that you love. You're not bringing your BMW or your Lamborghini, right? Those no, experience, I'm talking about right. personal experience here. I mean, Jared's not bringing his Lamborghini. So, It doesn't even exist. <laughs> In heaven, bro. So you're, you're looking at the fact that all the things, the two things that you can truly bring to heaven, right, is essentially souls and your character, mm. right? That's it, right? When you pass the heavenly gate, right, all this other earthly stuff you could potentially be saving up and laying up for yourself, like we read in that Luke 12 parable, mm. that's all going to go to someone else that you provided for. Mm -hmm. But your character, right, that's going to be there in heaven. So the let's souls. only bring those things we can bring on the airplane with us. Like Essentially, that, like why would, yes. why would why would you buy a, you know like you you're about to go through security and then you buy a big old drink and you can't you can't pass nope. the security with you're that wasting water. <laughs> Not only you wasting water, you're that. wasting money, right? You're you're wasting all these things and you're not being a good steward, yeah. right? It's like Whoa. well. Love how you brought it back. Okay. So it's like, how are you? So I'm going to take this God-given, you know, capital, go buy this thing, knowing that they're going to take it away from me. Yeah. Or they're going to make you drink it. Because I remember reading a story about a guy who they told him he couldn't bring his alcohol, some like super fine wine or some alcohol, whatever, on the plane. Mm -hmm. And they made him drink this thing. Right. And he literally passed out and died. Right. Because he drank the whole true bottle. Story? This is a true story, Justin. Snopes, no Snopes. Bro, this is not fake news, man. Okay. I'm telling you, this is a true story. This guy drank the whole bottle because he could not bring himself to throw it away. Wow. And you're and you're thinking and he about died for it. And he died for this thing. And this is how you you know that this this principle of stewardship, right, is a heart issue, right? Yeah. At its very core, it's like, what are you really investing in? Right? If you're gonna manage something well, manage that which is gonna last. It's crazy. I mean, you, you bring out this point that uh, stewardship really reveals what you're willing to die for mm -hmm. by living for it. Mm -hmm. you know, Absolutely. It's, it's, there's some core, core stuff here. Let's go to Luke chapter 7, you guys. And uh, this is just a beautiful story and really illustrates the points that you all have previously been talking about. Um, so you can, can you start reading for us Luke chapter 7, verse 37 to 47, and we'll take some intermittent breaks into, in between so that we're not, we're, not, we're not falling asleep here. Okay. Okay. I love this story. It's yep. great. Um, and it reads, And behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner, 
when she knew that Jesus sat at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of fragrant oil. Okay, can we describe what's, what's the situation going on here? Good background just for the pickup. Anyone? So obviously you have a woman, the Bible says she's in a populated area in a city, right? And she's an unknown sinner. Okay, right? so we're so, all sinners, but she's of some particular reputation. People to know be having this this, right. this moniker with her. Yeah, Jared. Yeah, this this woman. Um, there's no record of her ever being married or having a husband. She's bringing a very costly, like like w without being in a, in a relationship, her socioeconomic status would have naturally been very low. Mm -hmm. For her having money, she was doing something to gain mm -hmm. um, a lot of this money to give this very costly so gift. A single woman of disrepute is making a lot of money in the inner city, mm. and uh, we, we don't want to get into a rated. Uh, anyway, we'll keep on reading Absolutely. Verse, verse 38. Uh, verse 38, and stood at his feet, his being Jesus' feet, mm -hmm. behind him weeping. And she began to wash his feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. And she kissed his feet and anointed them with the fragrant oil. Mm -hmm. Now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he spoke to himself saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would know who and what manner of woman this is who is touching him for <laughs> she's a sinner. Okay, so let's rewind here what's going on here. Jared? Well, she's bringing this gift, this costly gift. Mm -hmm. There are people around that, number one, they're making value judgments against her. Mm -hmm. um, and my first question is, how does this brother know what no. kind of sinner she is, mm. right? <laughs> anyway, we won't... Oh, he's a come Pharisee, on somebody. Come so, on somebody. I mean, he knows everyone's business, but yeah. maybe he might be right. partaking in some business, too. Well, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, she, she comes, and... Here she is obviously in deep gratitude mm. to Jesus, mm. right? She must have had an encounter with him uh, in, in, in prior times. He forgave her ever since. She's coming and bringing this very costly gift. People were saying, you know, Jesus, he's, he's going to die on the cross. Other people are saying she's gonna become, he's going to become king. So she has this, like, I guess not knowing like, is this for his burial? Is this for his anointing? But she brings this incredibly costly expensive. gift, expensive yeah. to, to Jesus to, to bring it to him as an offering. And she's and getting I think pushback. The other, the other element here to draw out, right, as we move forward in the story, which is why I love this thing, is she doesn't say anything. Mm. It's just action, mm -hmm. right? This is how you know there's a narrative behind this, mm -hmm. right, that we are not necessarily given to the text just yet. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of figure out she walks in, he's sitting at the table, a whole bunch of men are there with him, they're having whatever conversation they're having, and she just walks in behind him, his chair, where he's sitting and she's just crying immediately, right? It doesn't say she walked in weeping. It just says she got to Christ mm -hmm. and she started weeping and then she begins to carry out these actions. Yeah. Some other details in verse 38, he, that she's standing at his feet. So we're seeing in a Middle Eastern fashion, they're all eating in the middle. They're all leaning on their left side and their right hands are reaching in for food and the feet are all sticking out. So steward, the servants were supposed to go on the outside and wash their feet. Feet in the Middle Eastern context is extremely dirty. dirty. I'm from the Far East, far, far, far away from the Eurocentric world that we far, live in. Far East. And the Far East, um, feet are disgusting. You know, we, Thanks in for letting my us house, know. we take <laughs> off our shoes. In many places in North America, you wear your shoes indoors with all That's the not true. gunk. And the, well, the Sebastian's house is clean, but everyone else is. is <laughs> anyway, uh, this is going on. And so she's taking, and back then with animals and stuff going on, the feet are crustifying with all sorts of stuff in between the toes. Is that a and word? Toe jam and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. 
and uh, she's washing, what does the Bible say? What is she washing his feet with? Her mm. tears. Her tears and with also what? With her hair. Yeah, with her hair. With her hair. And, and she the, kisses his and feet. And kisses her, his feet. She is uh, assuming this position of incredible humility yeah. before Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Sebastian, Well, I mean, it, it's, I mean. He's speechless. I, I don't like feet. You don't like feet. Right? So, do, do so for people who do. <laughs> there are people that like feet. My mom is like totally into feet, like okay. cutting toenails and all this kind of stuff. Like it used to drive me crazy, but like I cannot. But deal this with lady feet. is at Jesus's feet. Right. She's yeah. at Jesus's feet. Right. Yeah. And and you're you're thinking about the fact that to me, right, there's no dirtier part. This is the most active, exposed part of Christ's body. Right. Yes. In terms of walking through the dusty roads and everything he's been through. Yes. And for her to feel like her hair, right, the Bible talks about like a woman's hair is her glory, yes. right? And she's wiping the dirt off of Jesus' feet yes. with her hair. And you're just trying to get to the fact of her view of herself in comparison to Jesus mm-hmm. compared to the other individual sitting at that table. Mm-hmm. They feel like they can sit at the table with Jesus. Mm. She feels like the most I could do is to take this expensive oil, right, take my hair, in my tears, like my actual body. I mean, mm. tears are produced by her body just to wash these things off of Jesus. And I think that's the, that's the thing that sticks out to me in, yes. in this text of how she approaches Jesus. She's mm-hmm. using all of her being. Mm-hmm. Like she's, she's using her being in an act of worship to mm-hmm. Christ. And it's not, it's not money that, you know, you can pull out of your pocket. Like she, this is a, an offering of herself, mm-hmm. you know, to, to Jesus for the gratitude that I she I think has. it's powerful that she's a woman, she's using her hair. There's something about, and especially with her occupation and the hair being a means by which to draw advertise and draw that kind of thing. She's using her hair. It's almost as if she's saying she's repurposing her hair, which was previously used as a tool of sensuality, mm. now as just an honorable foot rag for the Lord Jesus. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, there's some studies that show that this alabaster flax was about maybe twenty to thirty thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. So she's saving up maybe a, a half year, a year. Who, I mean, who knows how much? But she's saving up a lot, and she's not buying this low class perfume. Mm-hmm. Maybe right. for when she puts this on, she's feeling like for the first time a million bucks rather than some girl off the street. But she's saying, no, all this, my hair, this, this, I just crack it open at his feet. Mm. And I think that's, I was going to say that I think, I think um, it shows how, how much she recognizes the worth of the experience that she's had at Christ yes. is that all of who I am it's not even, it's not even, I need to be in the presence of Jesus. She's like, if I'm in the presence of Jesus, like you said, I'm the, I'm the rug that he steps on. Yes, like that's, yeah. that's how awesome of what Christ has given to there's me. A, there's like, a value assessment that she did. And then there's a rearrangement that's going on mm-hmm. here. And she, and she, her being so low is okay with mm-hmm. her. Yeah. Okay, so, so here. the critical point here is that Mary has had this experience. Yes. Now Simon steps up yes. and, and, and the history is that Jesus actually healed Simon of leprosy. leprosy. Uh-huh. He should have been as, just as this thankful. Kind of response. If not, yes. okay, so, so, so this woman is saved from a life of sin. Yes. Right. Simon has, has, is, is restored from a, a, a debilitating, crippling disease. Mm-hmm. And Jesus asks the question. He says, I've got something to say to you, bro. Mm-hmm. All right. There was a certain creditor. He had two debtors. One owed him 500 denarii, the other 50. 
and he forgave them both. Who do you think was more thankful? Well, duh, of course, the person who owed 10 times as much mm -hmm. money was probably much more ten thankful. 10 times as thankful. Should be. Mm -hmm. Should be 10 times as thankful, right? Mm -hmm. But he wasn't. So Jesus goes in and he starts making these assessments of what happened and saying, Simon, when I came into your house, why don't, why don't we just read the words of Scripture, if you don't mind, Justin? Yeah, go for it. All right, 43. Simon answered and said, I suppose the one whom he forgave more. And he said to him, you have rightly judged. Then he turned to the woman and said, Simon, do you see this woman? Mm -hmm. I entered into your house. You gave me no water for my feet, mm -hmm. but she <laughs> has washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. You gave me no kiss. But this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet since the time I came in. You did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. Therefore, I say to you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we can say that he was not forgiven little. Mm -hmm. He was forgiven much, mm -hmm. but he had placed such a low value on the forgiveness that he actually yeah. received, that he was unwilling to return in proportion that he had received. Mm -hmm. That's that, right. I think, is the essence of the stewardship we've been talking about. You know, about. It, it takes me back to a conversation that, you know, my grandmother, when I was a kid, um, she used to say, give me my flowers while I can smell them. And as a kid, I didn't really get it. I'm like, okay, grandma, whatever that means. And, and finally, one day, we, I sat down and asked her, I'm like, you know, what does this mean? She says, look, when my time comes, right, to leave this earth and you bring flowers to my funeral, she says, I can't enjoy them. So why bring my, my flowers when I can't even experience and benefit from them? Mm -hmm. So bring me the flowers now. And I, and I see, right, in Mary, she's not waiting, right, for some future time. And the fact that that, that alabaster box was so expensive she was laying up, right, for a long time. Treasures in heaven. Treasures for this moment, right? Mm -hmm. This was not like a haphazard, I'm going to empty my savings account and go get this alabaster box today. No, she was thinking about this a long time ago. And she'd been saving up, denying herself in other areas of life just so she could waste, waste, right, according to Simon, all this oil on Jesus in this moment. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this question, you all. I mean, this is a powerful story, and we have a whole generation of our young adults out there, and we are social, social, social media frenzy, frenzied. We have mm -hmm. social uh, media profiles, and it's all about me, 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 me. What does this story of giving, uh, how can we apply that to our generation? What can we say secretly? I, th I think Mary, well, this woman's story um, brings out that if I feel like something is too much to give to Jesus, then it says something about how much I value what Jesus has done for me or how much I recognize of what he has done for me. And I think for, for as whether we're seeped in social media or seeped in, you know, in the Stone Age with Kmart, um, <laughs> regardless of, of what time period, it's, it's really what... Do I recognize the value of what Christ has done for me? And when, when we have a true estimation of that, there is nothing that's too much for God, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like we give and give and give and we give cheerfully and we, there's, there's, there's just no, there's no limit to how much we give. Yeah. You know, the, the Bible talks about, you know, in uh, 1 Timothy 4, he talks about the idea that one of the signs, right, is this idea that there's going to be um, a lack of gratitude, right, mm -hmm. in the last days. Mm -hmm. And... When you, when you think about all that God has put in, right, you can only imagine to yourself how God would feel that our response is so low 
compared to what he's put in. Mm -hmm. Mm. On that note, we want to thank you for, with gratitude on, on your guys' comments. And I don't know about you, but I've been impressed that I need to give more to the Lord, not because for the sake of giving, but really getting to know who the Lord is and, and see that bottomless pit of how much I can empty myself for the Lord and become like this woman of Luke chapter 7. Hopefully you've been blessed by this conversation. And join us next week, same time, same channel. Uh, thank you for watching Inverse. God bless you guys. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Kelly Williams, Israel Ramos, Jared Thomas, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.